Table Talk is not your typical D&D TTRPG podcast. We are not here to run you through our whole campaign. We're here to talk about everything else in the space of Table Talk. I'm your host, Alejandra Wilhelm. And I'm also your host, Mariah Gresham. And we're your tabletop roleplay girlies. Hey, Table Talk listeners, it's me, your editor, Audrey. Just wanted to take a moment and let you know that we at the Table Talk team are a part of a charity drive for the month of January, raising money for Doctors Without Borders to support the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. This charity, organized by Ryan from Run DMG, has a bunch of your favorite TTRPG creators backing it who are all giving away rewards at different donation levels. From guest spots on your favorite actual plays to custom-made giant D20s and to TTRPG systems and so much more. Your favorite roleplay girlies here at Table Talk are giving away guest spots to come on Table Talk as guests. We are also giving away a hand-painted Minotaur Mini by Alejandra, accompanied with a backstory and plot hook written by Mariah as well. You might also be able to redeem some donations to have Alejandra and Mariah come play at your online game, either together or separately. You might even be able to interview the Table Talk hosts for your own show as well. The charity can be found at the Tiltify link in the description of each episode for the month of January, as well as in the link in bios on all our social medias at Tabletalk RPG. Any level of donation helps and 100% of the proceeds go to Doctors Without Borders. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. Alrighty, and we are live back at it with another episode of Table Talk with just us two. Yeah, <laughs> I know we've had a few uh, guest episodes, but now it's just your little tabletop roleplay girlies. Happy New Year, everybody! Happy New Year! We're recording this on January first, so we are entering twenty twenty four. Yes, and we thought that this would be a really good episode to both kind of summarize everything that's happened since we started six mm-hmm. months ago, as well as do a little bit of packs Unplugged recap what yep. we got up to while we were there, as well as the goals that we kind of have for next um, year. Going into next year. Yeah. So to start, I guess we can talk about, I guess, starting the podcast in general and what that yeah. was like. Let's just do a little like chronological recap. Yeah. I mean, obviously you and I have been talking about started this thing forever yeah for a couple years at least like seriously seriously it started as a bit and then it was like is it a bit and we both individually thought about it and we're like because everybody says like don't go into business with your best friends Mm -hmm. and stuff and so i know we both had those like discussion like discussions with ourselves and then we're like what if it wasn't a bit (laughs) (laughs) what if it wasn't a joke (laughs) yeah um yeah and it was like yeah like like you said it it was kind of like a haha and then it's something i think i've always I've loved content creation since yeah. I started like my Raina thing. And mm-hmm. then I kind of fell off of it because I just had no direction anymore yeah. with it. And I knew I wanted to get back into it and, and enjoy it. Um, but it's also something that like, it's hard and it burns you out whenever you do start creating content. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's very demanding. It's very demanding, but it's also really rewarding. And having those discussions with you and then the more we talked about it the more real it started becoming the more I was like yeah this could be good and having somebody to play off of yes is something I've always thought about like I've thought about starting like gaming streams before and like other stuff yeah I've kicked around like doing a podcast as well but then I'm like it it, would that be too awkward to just sit in a room by myself and talk to myself in a microphone yeah like I know I can be entertaining but I am most entertaining when I bounce off people for sure I can't just be put in a room and and set to void (laughs) yeah just a smart house in the void yeah yeah there definitely was i remember like there was one weekend where you came out and it was like one of those like moment because we fully just did all the things of like got the domain and figured out i think also having that having everything running under mythos media and having that bigger goal Mm -hmm. is really helpful with like being motivated and having a direction and like knowing where we're going with it and so we don't just feel like we're throwing stuff into the void not that there's anything wrong with that but it's hard to stay motivated to do it consistently and seriously when you're not you don't know what you're working toward yeah I do think it would genuinely was a weekend that I came over and we were kicking around the idea and we were like, what if we just started doing research about it? Yeah. And like by the end of the night, we, we had already we like, owned a domain. We owned a domain. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, well, this is it now. Yeah. Which is on brand for us. Yeah. Of like doing nothing halfway. Yeah. 
And then having that, that moment of like, okay, if we start a podcast, what, what the fuck do we talk about? And it's like, okay, well, our hyperfixation of the thing that mm-hmm. takes up like 99% of our, our joy free yes. time is like TTRPGs. TTRPGs in general. And we were like very passionate about it. And so, and still are. And coming off of like all of our experiences in the last few years with it and yeah. like the depth and breadth of that, of like we felt like there was a lot that we could say and that we could speak to and that we could, we were in a position to advise people. And like, we even had those moments at PAX where we talked to like one of our friends from like Ocean's Pride days. Yeah. That like left a toxic campaign. Zach Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. Precious Bean. Precious Bean. And like, that was a really cool moment. And I was like speaking to that, but then also just talking about like how we make characters and like how we do this thing that we've done for a while yeah. that so many more people are now getting into because of Stranger Things and Baldur's Gate and things like Dimension 20 and the, you know, Fox Machina series yeah. and like everything where it's becoming so much more acceptable, like not acceptable, but accessible. There mm-hmm. we go. Words. A words. <laughs> I think accessible is the key of it all. Cause like, I just had an interview with sounds like podcast where they're interviewing like a bunch of mm-hmm. like TTRPG creators and stuff. And he asked me a very good question where he was like, you know, when you were starting this, why didn't you do an actual play? Uh, Mm because obviously from the sounds of like our personal home game it's like it would and we know it would be a good it would be good my stream for that is still for it to be an animated series yeah or at least an audio podcast if nothing else we'll do something with the story afterwards because it's so good but um and I remember telling him I was like well you know there's when I looked at everybody else in the space, there's so many awesome like actual plays that are yeah. out there, but I didn't see a whole lot of people. I mean, there's like lots of people in TikTok, for example, that will talk about like tips and tricks and like experiences. And, and that's yeah, all I'm talking about the like kind of behind the screen, like yeah. the off table stuff but that as far as, like, goes into it. Yeah. But as far as podcasting goes, there wasn't any anything that I could find that was doing what we're doing in the right. sense of like sitting down, talking about our experiences. It's talking about like tabletop literally from the top down mm-hmm. view and what it takes to get into the hobby what are things that you should uh, look out for or adapt or like cool things that you can do um, to help you get the most out of those games yeah um, as well as addressing like all the interpersonal dynamic stuff um, that happens and so I I knew that that was like again we're business-minded people yeah so a little was, bit of a niche that yeah, we could there was a hole into. in the market for, yep. for that and I was like we're gonna fill it and like one thing I've noticed that's really cool is that like since we started I've seen other creators also starting to do a similar format of oh like, that's cool like a talking about like tabletop stuff yeah with each other and other like creators and stuff so I'm like it, it gives me a little little happiness well, to see people be like oh I want to do this too and yeah. I'm like yeah because it's fun also um, like actual plays doing actual plays well is very intensive on the back end oh my god and it's one of those things where it's like yeah obviously you can watch something like dimension 20 or critical role and be like oh man they have all production team but even if you try like even when you start doing it and it's just like you and your friends and you're like let's record our games or whatever it immediately gets complicated because like we record our Strixhaven sessions but like i've gone back and listened to them and like i've talked with like our other players are about doing stuff that audio and I'm like we can't use that audio for anything because we have one mic that's recording things so like some people sound further away or whatever and it's like oh well how do we make everyone sound balanced how do we make everyone sound clear and you need a mic per person like yeah and then like that's a big investment up front and they're like our setup and like if we you know most of us like we play at your mom's house so like your mom will be doing dishes in the middle like while we're playing in and out yeah, and that's fine. But if you're going to do something with the audio of you, like... You need a dedicated space for exactly. that, that is not going to be, for the most part, like interrupted. And yeah, like I wouldn't want to impose that on my mom. No, we want to be like, hey, like, we're going to hey, shut your house down for 18 hours. You cannot, well, you no. watch TV. You can't we're, do anything. You can't come in. If your dad can't come in and get a coat randomly no. in the middle of our... <laughs> you're like, I'm cold. And go and get a coat and walk the fuck out of the house no. without saying anything to anyone. No. Like, that's part of the fun of it. And I also think... Where we were like mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. when we started Strixhaven, of like we very much needed a, and we said we talked about this before, we needed like saying a safe space sounds a little bit like woo woo and cliche, but that was Genuinely. what we what we needed, and I think now of like that story is so important to all of us, and like we're so protective of that table and those characters in that world 
and like why we've kept it just the four of us Mm -hmm. running that story and may keep just run with that for sure until like leave school if not the whole the whole story is like we didn't want to mess with that yeah and we like wanted to keep that for us and then it's like okay i do love this story and there are things we want to do with it but i want to do that after the fact i want the table experience to, to be still in- be what mm-hmm. we've created yeah because like what we what we have especially in the in the tabletop space is something very unique in in the sense of like unique or slash like what a lot of people desire out of their tabletop experiences. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten that perspective once we started the podcast mm-hmm. and meeting other people and realizing like, this is not common. No, <laughs> it is not common to sit for like anywhere between six to 17, six, yeah. 18 hours. Six hours is a short session. We're yeah. like, we were like, I thought we were going to go a little longer. Yeah. And like normal people are like a yeah. three, maybe four hour session, even yeah. in our home games. And it's just the dynamic that we have with each other and how you run the games, everything. Because even like when we, when we play in other games, so it's like, we don't play for that long. No. Yeah. And that's fine. And it's also like we play on the weekends and we set aside a weekend, a yeah. month for D&D. And there's just like, there's a lot that goes into that little microcosm that makes that campaign as special as it is. And I think we've talked about, and we'll talk about this more when we get into like our goals for the new year. Mm-hmm. But like, as of right now, like Bex and I both live in Austin and you and Alyssa live here in Houston. I'm moving to Houston this year ideally to like buy a house and move Bex is moving back Mm -hmm. to Houston so like that will I'll be like in the area like I'll probably be within 15 minutes away from you once I move and so that'll open up a lot more opportunities for us to do things and to like play Strixhaven more and think about taking on other other things like I thought about like some of the BTM streams and stuff as we like Mm -hmm. do one shots and stuff for that streaming that we're running some of those for public once I'm more like we're more comfortable in that world and with yeah. that system and all that and I think it's it's the it's the fact of like and that may just be the perfectionist in the both of us of like if I do do an actual play I don't want I don't I want it to be what I want it to be or yeah. I don't want to do it exactly it's, it's not like, even like and it, that's it's not a comment on like like I'll watch anyone else's stuff and I'm like, this is awesome and I love it. And I'm super understanding of yeah. like when they have audio issues and it genuinely doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. But for me to do it, I don't have the same standard for myself. No. <laughs> I hold myself to a stupid standard that I don't hold other people to. And so, yeah, I am like, I want my production room <laughs> in yeah. which we do and this. Like I, don't, like, I don't need it to be Dimension 20. No, not, a, not at all. But I want a room where I can shut the door, turn the lights on, turn the mic in. Like, I want everyone to have their own individual mic yeah. and track and like know yep. that we have cameras set up the way that we like them. Yeah, and I want a room that we can walk into where you don't have to scramble to set it up every time. And we're like, cool, move this plant into the background so you can't see the canisters in my kitchen and like yeah. all, all that shit. I don't want to be doing that every time. <laughs> it's too much yeah but like don't have that dog in me (laughs) no i do not in fact have that dog in me because at least like if it's if it's an online game it's a it's a lot not not that there isn't as much there's still a shit ton of work you do on the back end but i think we're agreed in that like we want an actual play at the table because of the people that we have yeah we all play better in person at a table and like the best stories in an actual play format are gonna come from us all being at a table where there are also cameras in the room Mm -hmm. and not because like it is odd because some of like even when we've been on streams and stuff because i thought a lot about this of like how i can keep my focus for four hours on a stream but sometimes i can't in like online home games and it's what's because it's a performance yeah like i'm i'm aware that there's a camera there and i am doing a lot to keep my energy up and to be Mm -hmm. more dynamic and to like do all that and so it's, I think it'll be interesting to see that blend of like how we play games and then how the performance aspect of like mm-hmm. knowing we're on, on a stage yeah. a bit affects it, but just from like a theater nerd psychiatric perspective, yeah. but uh, like it, it does make a difference. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's another element of like, we've all, like you mentioned before, we have a very specific dynamic at the table and I don't want the com- like the comfort of my players to change and how much they they lean into those characters exactly because of the fact that they know it's being publicly consumed exactly that story is going to play out the way that it's going to play out in private for us but then everybody at the table has agreed that like 
if we start a campaign with the purpose of being for public that's consumption, diff- that's, that's different. different. But these yeah. these characters we've created um, have very specific um, energies that we've done because of the fact that we know it's for us. Yes. You know? um, and it's amongst people that we feel safe with and that we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we're okay to lean into all like the nitty gritty parts of that yeah. characterization. And that's what makes the story so good. Yeah. And it's just we could do something with it on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like once we, once the story is like concluded mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then um, I want to talk about, okay. So we, we started the podcast, we got into it um, and it kind of lined up with like when threads was popping off Yeah, and Gen Con had just happened. Yep. So that, to, to be honest, I owe a lot of our growth to threads because it's such a yeah, cool community because we were never Twitter people. No, um, <laughs> I just couldn't swing it. I tried a couple times. But getting into threads and like finding the TTRPG community on there was so helpful and so supportive. And so like we got kind of shunted into a spotlight pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And we're we're still like babies, but it, like we grew faster than I ex- I thought we Agreed. were going to. Yeah. And then we we started making connections very quickly with mm-hmm. other creators. Like Johnny and like yeah. people. Yeah. And like coming like right off Gen Con as well. Like we started the podcast around like it might have been the weekend that Gen Con yeah. was happening, uh, which was wild. But that there was so much like hubbub about that that mm-hmm. it really it helped us get in of like, oh, what was that like? Yeah. And fig- like, seeing what it could be from the jump. Yeah. It also helped us find Johnny who was like one of our first guests mm-hmm. and learning about the experience he had at Gen Con was awesome because I was like, I want to pick your brain and you got to do all these cool things and meet Brennan and meet Matt Mercer. And yep. like, what was that like? And now Johnny's like a really dear friend of ours. Yep. And in thusly, like he's helped introduce us to other creators. We met on from Roll D5 mm-hmm. and like got featured on Roll D5 a couple of times with yep. both like Carol's and princesses and, and overgrown and overgrown and then johnny featured us on candela obscura mm-hmm. so we've been making an effort in that last like half of the year once the podcast launched to where we can't necessarily have our own actual play yet we yeah or hopping on when we can to other when we can to other people's and getting our name out there getting exposure and then also just having a really fun time playing yeah. like new systems yep which is the really cool thing I like about how this has opened us up to new systems oh, outside yeah. of D&D. Because we were definitely, like, we got introduced with D&D. Yeah. We only played D&D. Most of the depth of our experiences with D&D. Yeah. But since we started the podcast, and obviously, like, like on, on Roll D5 does so much good work on providing exposure for independent, indie, independent CTRPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we... And then you picked up VTM. Yeah, I've been like creeping on VTM, like LA by night and New York by night streams for years and wanting to do it. And then I eventually just got all the stuff. I'm like, okay, let's start. And also I got Blades in the Dark for Christmas. I forgot (laughs) to tell you. So we can run that, which I'm very, I'm very excited about. But yeah, there's so many really cool systems. And like, that's been really fun inspo for like, oh, maybe we could make something down the, down the road. Mm -hmm. And like thinking about talking to like Ryan, who made Perils and princesses about like what went into crafting the back-end mechanics of a game that enables people to tell stories is really interesting yeah and that's that was has been such a cool experience to be featured on other people's games learn about the process both like you said of making these ttrpgs as well as like what it actually takes on the back end to like make an actual play which i think has given us that perspective of like this is a goal that we have for later and we're doing as much research on the back end and learning from the people that we're meeting so that we know how to make something that's like up to our standards and the work and in the in the format we want because like that's the thing of like like a lot of people like like on and johnny and critting grin or like they do awesome stuff online yeah but it's just like like we said before like we know that's not the most optimal format for our for group. our specific group because some and people don't so, really like like you said like we have we have neurospicy attention deficit girls yeah <laughs> at my table which i am all i am also one of them i just can it's a different when i can go into like theater kid mode and be yeah. like this is a performance yeah so it's, um it's, but there's still a limit on like how i can't go 18 hours or yeah. you know 10 hours online yeah no ne- neither can i to be honest and i'm not even like neurospicy mm-hmm. um i'm also a person that looks in my online games, I'm like, we got three to four hours and then yeah, you, you're like, you, I, I gotta, gotta go to bed. I got work. <laughs> can't can't be doing this. And then I'll I'll gladly sit at a table for fucking 18 hours DMing yeah, until me I at the mouth and be like, we're gonna fries. stay here. Yeah. 
until my brain fucking fries and the last brain cells fighting for its life truly but it's so it's so fucking fun and i'll and i'll keep doing it but it's uh it's definitely interesting and uh something i'm i'm very much looking forward to but that's probably in my mind we're not gonna produce an actual play till like two year goal two, like, two to two to three year goal. yeah two to three year goal because i'm gonna be but i am starting the process of like i've gotten a loot studio subscription so there mm-hmm. and i've got a friend who's willing to print minis for me so i'm gonna start yep. amassing a collection of stl shout out, shout out to oak one time we have to get oak on this podcast we do have to get oak on the podcast i think i've mentioned to him that i want him on for an episode or, or sweet scary or sweet scary, scary, man. scary man but yeah and so like i'm amassing those because i'm like my my personal dream is like i want the physical like 3d experience train, at my yeah. table. i want to you want to be matt want... you want to be matt mercer and bring out your map and yeah. i'll go like hey I want some Rick Perry level shit at my at my seven. That's very like queer audacity of yeah. me. Like, um, I want to sit in a closet and assemble my phone. Yeah, I want to spend the a river. Month. Here's this house. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to spend a month before every one of our sessions where I'm fucking painting like a goddamn monster in a closet and just getting That's everything ideal. together. But I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. And I think having that like year or two in advance of like, I'm already starting the process of like creating the world that I want mm-hmm. and figuring out how I'm going to have y'all help me like dictate certain parts of that world. I know the way I wanted to be like, Oh, I can help with that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to play in it. I probably, there's probably <laughs> a limit to what I can help with. Well, What I like is that like, I'm thinking, I don't know if it's going to be set in our current like world and yeah, just I, a different I have setting, no idea. Yeah. Or if I'm going to create a whole new world, but uh, there are things that I'm learning through our campaign that has me like realizing I'm like, okay, there's these things about the world that I should, I wish I had built ahead of time, but mm-hmm. now I'm taking that and being like, I'm basically building the world we're going to play in the yeah. actual play like a year or two in advance. Which I love. And like, there's a lot of stories that could be told in that world outside of like Trodane and even like what will like, where we'll go post Strixhaven. Yeah. Like around like my character's family, like we're getting into like the elven mm-hmm. lands and stuff. Like it's whole like as it builds, we could easily use that world. Yeah. And that's the thing I want is it's either going to be expanded lore on our current stuff, or I'm going to bring y'all in and be like, work with your characters independent independently mm-hmm. and realize what part of the world your character comes from and build that around your character. Basically. I like that. Um, so it's not like spoilers or anything, but it's like we're I'm co-creating, co-creating, the, which I love. That's my favorite thing about space. about the Strict Saving campaign is how much we've co-created with you. Yeah, and and I enjoy it because I like I think it lifts some of the weight off of me. Yeah, but then also like the th- random things that y'all throw at me, I'm like, this is such good shit. And like, I love, I love that element of creation with other people. It's why like my favorite way to ideate about stuff I'm doing in y'all's plot mm-hmm. is to go to my fucking private DM council and just throw an idea into the void and have all these people reply back to me about all of yeah. their ideas because I'm like there's things and ways that other people think that maybe my mind doesn't go to immediately mm-hmm. or like I can build off of something of yeah they can give you a jumping off point yeah to like and it, it helps train my brain and like get on a track um and and then I find the thing that like works mm-hmm. but it's my favorite thing but yeah it's it's definitely like a year I'm gonna spend like a year planning it and then it's probably gonna be starting to get produced like in the two to three year timeline yeah, yeah. but I do want to talk about packs because yeah. that was a big thing we did and I think it came it literally came off of we talked to Johnny about Gen Con. Yep. And then I saw Pax Unplugged being like talked about. Yeah. And then like you messaged me about it. And it was like the passes, the three weekend passes like were more affordable than we thought they were going to be, to yeah. be honest. And I was like, okay, fuck it. Like, and then, yeah, we just kind of did the thing. Yeah. We just, we, again, in the same, same fashion as we started the podcast, we were like, this is for the haha. And then in a weekend we were like, what if we just did research? And then it just all got done. <laughs> yeah. We booked us. And then I like, I did, cause I get anxious about tra- planning travel arrangements. Especially mm-hmm. I'm like, I know hotels are going to be a nightmare. So I did have to like hold us both at gunpoint one weekend when you were down. I'm like, we must book every, all of our travel arrangements right now, or I won't be able to function. Yeah. And I'm the same human. Cause being, so we have like, to, we, I have to know that we have a place to sleep. 
and yeah. we're not just gonna be bebopping around Philly. I'm um, the same human, and like you, you told me that, and I was like, bet. And I gave us like a whole fucking right. Yeah, and he would started looking, and I was like, <laughs> fantastic. And the one we stayed in, like you had found it, and then like I had also found it when I was just messing around with like my manager because he's from Philly, and we, he's like, oh, this place looks cool, and so I was like. This is this is serendipity. Yeah. Um, and then right before we like a few weekends before we went, Johnny decided he was gonna go mm-hmm. as well and was like, he's like, hey, can I crash like on the couch with the officer? We were staying in kind of like a little, little apartment, a little apartment. And he's like, I'll, you know, we'll just like split the I'll say the rent, but the the cost, the cost of, of the, the stay, yeah. stay like three ways and uh, we're like, yeah, that sounds dope. And That's also because he he knows so many people, like, and having him there made a world of difference. Like, yeah. I think it still would have been super fun yeah. either way, but he has like a very uncanny ability to remember names that I where it's like have. both of us are can uncannily remember faces. Mm-hmm. But not names or what people like the data around. Like our brains do not hold <laughs> that data the way his does. Different type of neurospicy. So like that combined was perfect. So good. Yeah, I think you and I both we like we went to PAX with zero expectations because like Holy. yeah, you've never been to a con. Nope. I've been to like Comic Con and Anime Matsuri and other things. Yeah. But I've never been there with the idea of, like, this is both for pleasure and for business. Yeah, you weren't there to network. You were just there to, like, be a consumer. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so it was a brand new experience, but we both were like, I have zero expectations. I'm just going to see, like, take advantage of whatever opportunities come our way. But then also, you know, have fun while we're there. And, yeah, Johnny, I mean, such an incredible, sweet human, first of all. Yeah. (laughs) Just Just a giant, over six foot tall, golden retriever. Truly. Human. Um, easy to find in a crowd you were in a neon pink shirt one day and i was like thank you good sir (laughs) i can spot you from across the exhibit hall yeah and such a good good human and then yeah it was a very good combo of johnny it like you said is so good at remembering like the names and what people are in because i'd be like i know i recognize this yeah i was like i've seen their face before i just gun to my head couldn't tell you what their name was and or like you know i was i was a tiktok creator for like a good couple Mm -hmm. years and so i have like somewhat of a following and had mutuals and other people that i had like maybe not like interacted with in a while but i like saw them from across the room and i was like i know i know this person i know i've had conversations with this person like we were and then johnny's like they're this person and i'm like oh exactly perfect and then i know and like introduce myself mm-hmm. and like flawlessly like introduce Johnny as well and it yep. was a good symbiosis of like he's helping us out and we're helping, helping him, him out and we also had the same mentality uh like I'm coming here for the purpose of both to check out all this cool like TTRPG stuff and yeah and spend all that, too much money in the exhibit hall spend way too much money. which actually we did we were pretty good I will say I behaved I behaved yeah. very well but it's also the the aspect of like this is a great joint event of all of these creators that you normally only get to interact with online. Yep. And so taking advantage of the situation as much as possible to be like, I want to meet people that I've been interacting with mm-hmm. online. I can meet new people that I like I yeah. know of. And that way, like, you know, you have a name to a face yep. and it's more memorable. And everybody everybody wants it wants to do that and is doing that from yeah. like the smallest creators yeah. to like Luis Carrazzo level people. Yeah. Of, and that was so lovely and wild and unexpected for me. Like how open and excited and happy everybody was yeah. to just be there and meet and network and talk about what they're up to and what you're up to. And it was just so open and warm. And yeah. That was really great. Yeah. I think it was crazy to, to have those experiences of like, yeah, like, like you said, we we ended up falling ass backwards into events that there were like tons of huge people Fully. in the industry from like critical yeah. role official like producers yeah. Fully. to Luis Carrazzo to like other people that I like I like specifically knew from from TikTok and stuff. Like I had the cool moment of like Zach Savage and him yeah. seeing me. It was really cool to meet him. Yeah, it was really cool to meet him because like, he's been a mutual for me on Reina's stuff forever. And then having the funny moment where he looks at me and he's like, I just clicked that you are the same person from like the Reina. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, like, it yeah. me. <laughs> it me. It in fact me. Yeah. Or like Mel. Yeah. She was so yeah. sweet. Yeah. 
from like storyteller squad and uh I'm, she fully clocked you she was like right across yeah. like the yeah. the marriott hotel we had the bar. spider-man like point and i was like oh my god it was so cool but yeah it was it was really cool to meet all those people in person but then also yeah like everyone in the community is so nice and so mm-hmm. accepting and you are just talking to people that you could have admired forever but it's also like we all have the commonality of like we love ttrpgs yeah so, so. if nothing else you're just defaulting to that and like yeah. what we all love about the hobby we're all involved in exactly. which makes it easy to just Slide exist in. in those circumstances and not like overthink everything because yeah. you we do all love this community and this world that we're all we're all in and trying to contribute to and help expand i think the crazy stuff also for me when we were at pax was meeting people meeting big people that i've followed for a long time and then you know we're having conversations and then going into the spiel of like oh what do you do and i'm like okay i'm this i like i'm from table talk yeah and we do this and this and that and it was always like an experience of either they're like oh that's so cool and they like pull up their phone to like go follow us and they're like i'm already following you wild or i talk to somebody i'm like we're this person and they're like oh i know exactly who you are and i'm like i'm sorry what do you mean (laughs) what do you mean you know who we are Ooh, yeah that was insane yeah insane i'd be like especially like really really big people and i like they'd be like no i know exactly who you are i listen to you all the time you're like, like cool i'm gonna go to the corner and throw like, up. Cool, i'm gonna pass out real quick <laughs> give me like 10 seconds I'll give, me, back give me a little bit to recover from that thank you because again in the in the scheme of it like we have not been doing it no that long. six months and it's one of those things where it's not even in like an imposter syndrome kind of way of like, nobody knows me. But it's like, you just don't. Like, I am not someone that walks in to spaces, especially like that, with the expectation that like people are going to know who I am no. in any way. <laughs> like, I just, I don't have that level of audacity or ego anyway. I'm working on it a little bit, but like, I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to get there at any point. Or, yeah. and so when people, genuinely like knew who we were and thought what we were doing was cool of like that's awesome and fucking bizarre yeah to me but also like really really fucking validating oh like, yeah okay like we're doing we're doing the right thing and we we know that you and i like love this so much yes um and it's one thing for us to love it the but way that other do, but other then, people love it too yeah because that's the ideal that you like create and we talked about this like a few like johnny and a few other people of like how you keep content creation sustainable and how you kind of like don't get discouraged or like burn out or whatever in this. I think in some level, you always have to take breaks. Like burnout mm-hmm. is kind of inevitable, especially like this is not, we have day jobs, we have families, yeah. we have lives, but cool. My brain just <laughs> emptied of all coherent thought. Um, the validating part of it. Yeah, no, I got nothing. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, it's the... It felt validating in the sense of, yeah, like, it's something you and I enjoy, but seeing the way that other people also enjoy it. Seeing oh, people, okay. Yeah. You got your yeah, yeah, it came back. Yeah, because it's a thing of, like, wanting, we talked about, you know, you need to make stuff. If you try to make, like, outwardly, place your focus outside of yourself when you're, in everything, when you're creating anything, then you'll never, and you try to please everyone, you'll never please anyone and you will be miserable and so will they. But if you create something that you genuinely and authentically enjoy, then you will find your people that also enjoy it. And it's like, that's very true. But it's also like when you're first starting and it's overwhelming, it's like that can feel a little bit like a cold comfort where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, people are just gonna just gonna find my thing and enjoy it. But it's like, no, they will. Mm-hmm. And but like when they do, it's still like, oh shit, okay, that did work. That mm-hmm. that soapbox I be on like is in fact correct. Is in fact <laughs> that's proper cool. soapbox. That's cool. I guess I haven't been advising people wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, I think the the nice thing about what we do and what I've received a lot of like positive feedback from people is that like it is very casual. It's not like mm-hmm. we're not out here with like a whole list of of questions and like a formal format or anything. No. Yeah, it makes it sustainable for you and I to produce. Yeah. Because then we have we know we have the bandwidth to stay here for an hour yep. and chat about things that we probably would have been talking about anyway. Exactly. And so we just start recording. It's like, exactly. Okay. And so like it it's it's a good jumping off point for us to start getting into this learning about content creation, especially as a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then in the production side of it. Yeah. And, what, and then what once, goes into once things develop we can start delving into like a bigger bandwidth projects that are a bit more higher production and, and other things that we're, we're planning on and excited for, but like for right now, 
starting as we are, I think it's a great avenue for us as far as like, we, I think we'll always have the bandwidth to do this. Yeah. At at minimum, if nothing else. And it's also such a good avenue to both like meet other creators Mm -hmm. and other collaborators and just like start digging our nails into the, into the space. It's Um, a perfect like connecting point Yeah, because it's very natural and organic and it doesn't it's what we're doing already and mm-hmm. then it's like we can bring in other people to just also join the hour-long powwow yeah. with us and it's like it's it's very easy to have people come in and share their thoughts and their experiences and what they love about it or things that they've worked on or are working through without feeling like we need to reinvent the wheel or like shift our content to incorporate that networking aspect of it it yeah. just intuitively flows which mm-hmm. is has worked out really, really well for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking like the, the lead into like, I think after we got back from PAX, we, one, it was like, we were writing a, a, a real high of like, did that, did that really just happen? Like, yeah, that fully. And then coming out of it with all the connections that we did and then getting home. And there is something genuinely about that, that space and that environment and meeting all those people, those like-minded people that I loved so much because I felt so inspired and so mm-hmm. driven as yep. soon as I got home. And I was like, I fully got yeeted back into like drawing again. Like yep. I felt like my creative juices were just fucking roiling. And it's I, a good bouncing off point yeah. to like reignite your passions about things that maybe you've like put aside or you got busy and you, yeah. you forgot how much you love something or whatever. Yeah. Like I did a similar thing with like writing and thinking up, getting a bit more serious about structuring like yeah. novel ideas and things like that and figuring out what that's actually going to be. Yeah. So I cannot recommend enough, especially if you're a creator in the TCRPG space listening to this, and maybe you didn't have the the chance or opportunity to make it to PAX Unplugged or Gen Con or something mm-hmm. like that. But if you're if this is something you love and you want to grow and you want to invest in, if you can even make it to one, like find one yeah. that's close. And like go for like a day. Get yeah. like a day pass. Yeah. You don't have to do like the whole weekend. No. But if there, if you happen to have one that's close or you can make some arrangements that are easier for you or or pick one and like save up for it or something. Yeah, fully. But I, I can't recommend it enough because it will be so rewarding to just meet other people in that space. And I mm-hmm. think will help you keep that drive of like, I got to keep going with this because yep. this is what I'm, it's, it's something to do it like year round and see the social media growing and the whatever and all yeah. that stuff. It's another to be in those environments meeting people that are like further down the line Mm -hmm. than you and seeing how they're doing the things that you want to aspire to and it it like it lights a fire under you and meeting people who genuinely enjoy what you're doing it's like okay this is for somebody I'm not just doing this for yeah like if you need that little push to to keep you going that's definitely probably the experience for mm-hmm. you as well as like, you know, make progress and meet new people and meet people that like you can connect with to help grow yourself. In yeah. Them. But yeah. And then, so we came back from PAX mm-hmm. and um, now that we're back, I've set up so many guest episodes with so many, guest so episodes. many people. Um, and we still have some other ones that are like really exciting, kind of bigger names that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to keep to myself. So we get closer to that. So you'll have to uh, stay tuned. But uh, we have some really good plans we for do. going into 2024. Where do you want to start <laughs> talking about um, Let's start with narrative podcast things because yes. you and I, like we've both been kicking the idea around and we had similar ideas floating through our head. And like last night we were outside, like on your porch and I was like, oh, I need, I need to talk through this to figure out to like <laughs> piece everything together. And like, cause I need the overarching plot so I can drop little clues and red herrings when I don't know what that is. And I'm like, I just need all the puzzle pieces to go in their spot. Mm-hmm. And we pretty much have, have a little, an idea yeah. for an actual narrative uh, like kind of horror anthology mm-hmm. mystery podcast vibe, which I'm super fucking excited about because yeah. I've been on a tear with horror <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Same. Just om nom in my way through them. Yeah. I'm nearly through like foaming at the mouth. Archives. I've been through them and I'm just 
both Oak and I are just foaming at the mouth for the new one to come out. Yeah. Very excited for that. And like Aaron told us to listen to the black tapes. And yeah. I've been listening to the black tapes. And I'm like, cool, that sent me on a different brain spiral. I'm like, <laughs> it's good. So I'm very excited to start writing that. Because like, that is a thing where it's a lot easier to... Uh, and actually watching Magnus and watching how when they did the season recaps, so like how they made it, that was really helpful for me mm-hmm. because like you could write things and we can, we can, it's scripted and then yeah. everybody records their stuff and we cut it together. Yeah. And so it's like, we don't have to be all in a room performing off each other, especially not. I mean, maybe at some point we we could like down the line, yeah. but right now, like that's so much more sustainable. It's just a slightly well, it's not slightly. It's a it's a more involved version of what we're doing right now. Yeah. And looking into things like sound effects and, you know, fun little odds and ends that we can throw in to make it more dynamic where it's not just the audio. But it's something, like, really accessible that we can start doing right now. And I'm very excited, excited to kick that off and to, like, make that my baby and to, like, start the the social media for it Mm -hmm. and all the all the stuff for sure and I think also on top of that like with the to tease the the little bits of it of it like like it's a narrative back and forth like voice memo Mm -hmm. thing and so we do be sending voice we do be conversing via voice memos (laughs) like a like a private personal podcast yeah but I love that dynamic and also yeah like you said like we're always keeping keeping in mind the sustainability aspect of like because we want to make sure that we're producing things that we can feasibly do and be consistent with yep because at the same time we are still working day jobs totally like, yeah you know until this starts becoming something that we can do shift time. Yeah. to that's why like things like the actual player being pushed out a, mm-hmm. a bit further down because hopefully by that time we are able to invest a little bit more time yeah into it but that narrative podcast is is something that like I'm I'm very hyped to do because yeah, uh, yeah I, I love a horror mystery yeah. podcast. And there's been so many times where like you've sent me like genuinely voice notes of like when y'all are driving up to Austin and you drive that weird way through College Station and we're just on the two lane back roads mm-hmm. and it's like that deer's not on four legs. <laughs> um, he's too tall. Uh, and so yeah, things like that. Like when you're driving random places, yeah, what the fuck do you see? Yeah. And what's going on with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I do, especially with Alyssa, my my GPS does be, do be sending me. Y'all always go the most, the most ass backwards ways. It's only when I go pick her up, though. I don't know why. There's like three ways to get something from, about you, the, from the Woodlands to Austin. And I don't know how you always end up on the most horrific one. Well, I think it's because we leave from Cypress or Sugarland. Uh, it still shouldn't matter. It still you shouldn't should matter. still just be able to get to God's 290 and drive in the light out to Austin. <laughs> but no, y'all take the dirt road fucking backcountry way at 8 p.m. when all the cryptids are out and about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. My GPS hates me. But yeah, I'm very excited to like cut together little tra- like trailers and stuff like we did for the with about the balthazar trailer like we did for table talk initially i'm super excited to start doing that and give everybody a better idea of like what we're we're looking at a sneaky peeky and i I think on top of that like we have so many people that we know that are so like again in that tabletop space and they're very good at doing voices and we're yeah i have a cadre of like people that i i know immediately that Uh, were just ringers we're bringing in yeah we're, we're just gonna bring in those people to voice different characters and that'll be that'll be pretty sick but yeah and then um piggybacking off of that where you know our own personal actual play may not be coming out for another couple years but we are involved in an actual play that is going to be a year-long campaign boss like boss jelly bean on instagram so and, excited and uh threads invited us for a really really cool campaign where it is going to be it's called the fey dark eclipse mm-hmm. and basically it is two teams 
two parties starting in two different settings. So one team will be starting in the Feywild. I believe it's made up of mostly like streamers that got into D&D via Baldur's Gate, but that's they cool. haven't actually played like D&D like yet. Like the, the Feywild campaign. Yeah. Oh, the Feywild cool. game campaign is like all street all like Baldur's Gate streamers. So like new babies. New yeah. babies, but they want to play D&D. Yeah. Um so like go dance among the mushrooms. Yeah, go dance friends. amongst the mushrooms. And, and then our campaign. <laughs> And then our campaign are like experienced TTRPG players. Yeah. And we will be starting in the Shadowfell. Um, I'm so excited. And from what I know, the both teams are going to be working against the same BBG, but mm-hmm. from different settings. And there will yep. be like things that are affecting each campaign and overlaps and, and really, crossover initially. Yeah. And it is kind of like those two parties eventually potentially meeting at some point Maybe. and it's like that it's so cool um, to be there's like two campaigns actively contributing to this world yeah. and like the setup that's going in which is really really cool i think it's also an all-female and non-binary cast oh i love that um because basha Levine wanted wanted it to be a like women and queers of like threads situation yeah. oh yeah um and so i'm fucking hyped because i love playing in all-female games i same yeah i knew i knew ours was <laughs> but I didn't know that the Feywild one was as well. But that's cool. Yes. So I'm very fucking hyped about that. And I've always, like, my character is, her name is Nefera, and she is a Hexblood uh, Circle Spores Druid. Very creepy. I love her. We've played. She's great. We are. You've had Nefera for, like, a minute. She needs us some time in the light. She needs time in the sun because I made her, I originally started, she's one of those characters that has like bopped around across different things and like I've kind of adapted her a little bit because I think originally I started her in that first that first Eberron campaign actually oh really that was she her. Um, you're right yeah. yeah and then you tried to bring her back for Citadel and then we didn't really end up playing and then we didn't really much. end up playing we had like one or two sessions of that so I was like, I need her to see the light of day because and I so love then. her character especially yeah. like the changes I've done for her but yeah she's a character that I deeply love and I have wanted her to see the light of day for so long. Do you know what your character is yet? So yes, I once I final once I get it all finalized, I'll like post about it on our mm-hmm. socials. Um, I want to do so because we're in the Shadowfell. I want to do a Shatter Kai. Mm-hmm. because like I love Shatter Kai. They get free teleport. <laughs> like it's <laughs> one of the <laughs> it's one of those classes that like it's so good that there is a temptation to just play that every time. You're like, <laughs> I only play Pale Bitches. But, so I'm going to do a Shatter Kai, and I believe some multi-class of Fighter and Warlock. Maybe, like, Hexblade, Warlock. Ooh, yeah, that. because, like, it's really cool, like, boss, how Boss Jellybean is going to do it, because we're... And I believe in our session zero, we're starting as level one. Because yeah. I immediately asked, like, what are we starting at? So like, if you're going to send me the Shadowfell with, like, eight HP, I need to start preparing myself now. Because <laughs> level one is just brutal. But, so we're going to, the session zero will start at, like, level one. And then by the end of the session zero, we will be level three. Yes. I believe. It's, like, going into the actual campaign, which is super cool. I love that. So I think she'll have like a level of fighter as to start with. And then maybe like over the course of the one, not the one shot, the session zero, she'll t- get her level of warlock and take that pact with whoever, which I need to talk to. Mm-hmm. I'll show about that. And then get another level of fighter. So she'll probably be level two fighter, level one warlock. Oh, she's going to start multi-class. That's dope. Yes. I like that. Because at least like, I mean, war like taking a dip of like a level in warlock is super popular anyway. And so I need to figure out what I want her to. uh Like whether I want to emphasize warlock more or fighter more or whatever. But to start just a little beefier with some weapon proficient and armor proficiency. Yeah, because warlocks would be like, I cast two spells, I need an app. Yeah, she's going to (laughs) start as a fighter that then for some reason takes a warlock pack sick and we'll see how that goes sick 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 i love it i feel like our, our girls are gonna yeah, be ex- together yes i decided <laughs> to have i need to like make a little info pinterest board for her and send it to you because you're doing you're doing oh, artist yeah. sketches for us yeah. i'll be doing all of the character art yep. for that campaign so i i'm very excited because i've gotten in a lot of people's like character concepts so far mm-hmm. i've done mine i'm working on one more h i think h's character is yeah. the one i'm currently working on 
Um, what are they doing? They're doing a, I believe they're either a monk or a ranger. I'm trying to remember. Are they the um, shadow monk? Maybe. A lot of people like we've like we've had some shuffling of like changing. Yeah, I have so many characters in my brain, but I think they're. I know they're the ones with the dreads. Mm, okay. Um, and I'm trying to remember what the what the character concept is in my brain, but they they are they yeah they are a like very much like out in the woods hunting hermit type. Oh, cute type stuff. The Shadowfell woods. Are they in the shadow? Fucking here, the the Shadowfell. I think. Damn. Yeah. What you bone rabbits? You're what bone Skel- rabbits? You munch skeletal there. rabbits and ghouls <laughs> in the Shadowfell. Just, just just living off the scraps of meat out here. <laughs> it's like Valentine's bone leaf cat. Yeah, that's all that lives there. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I'm doing the art and that'll be that's a really exciting campaign that I'm really I'm I like that we're doing stuff like we're yeah again in line with that, like we know our bandwidth and we can't produce an AP, but we can certainly get involved in we're one. getting some experience and we're getting yeah. like I think it'll be a monthly campaign for about a year. Yeah. For sure. Monthly and, for us, but it is released bi-weekly for consumption. So like okay, one perfect. party one week and then every two weeks it's like it alternating. Which is very cool. Yeah. Uh and also was like super sustainable for us mm-hmm. to be like we can take a, an evening a month and like, like yeah. that's very easy to do and I'm, I'm super excited to see how that plays out and how like those two parties converge mm-hmm. and all of that yeah. that's very cool it's gonna be real hard to not watch the other parties stream because i don't want to spoil things for myself yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to live in blissful ignorance until like, the end and then go back and binge it yeah and then as far as like personal projects that we have left we are currently in the process of getting our website we are um thanks to aaron and some help from late narcana late narcana thank you they're so cool late narcana they're a really cool resource for especially like people in the space but they're they do custom web design and Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll work with you and do a whole consultation we had ours with them and they help talk through like our idea for the website how we're explaining mythos media explaining the fact that it's like the umbrella on which other podcasts will eventually be under and like tabletop is just the first of many babies that we hope to have under under our little pilot baby and they they were so amazing to help work with us on like what we're envisioning for it and i'm so excited for them to give us some some sneaky peeks yeah um, soon but our website Same. is gonna get like a a, a cool little new year re new redone. year new look new, new year new look um, and hopefully we'll actually be able to use our domain because right now yes. we're not doing that because costs when you start doing stuff like this is wild is wild there's a lot of of it and so especially like until we start making some money and are getting closer <laughs> yeah. to being than the black that we've cut that as much as we can yeah uh, on the bare on the bare minimum truly yeah here. and then but on the subject of that financial thing <laughs> um that's like a weird transition but we are also going to start doing like a patreon and some merch and stuff and i am currently working on for the part of patreon coming up with like for sure adventure hooks and potentially like hooks for a campaign or hooks for a one shot yeah so i'm working on a lot of hooks for adventures and like cool ideas that i've had floating around my brain that like i do not have time to run so i put them out and put them out for other people to grab and run and make cool stories and also like some one shots that you can pick up and run with for D&D and also potentially for Vampire the Masquerade as well. And we have a lot of other interesting like little beginner beginner TTRPG or assets and yeah. things that can just help help you help you get started or help you can send to a friend to help them mm-hmm. get started and take that initial cognitive load off from like joining the hobby because it is a lot up front once you're in it it's fine but it's a lot you're like this is a lot of material and math and like tracking yeah. of things and yeah so we're very excited to get all of that live on the patreon and we yeah. you've been sketching some merch like ideas I've been sketching some merch ideas from random little things that we've said on Dumb air don't shit we've said on air and i think also in line with like the the patreon and stuff like you know having access to the episodes like a week early yes um getting to vote on like different topics and mm-hmm. stuff you know maybe like once a month we can have a patreon guest or something like that that would be super cool um, yeah and so there's lots and of also yeah 
taking that Patreon and in the same way that we've, we have our little private server of like our friends in the gaming, like creating a small, like a smaller, little more close knit community of our community and people who found us and like what we're doing and support us and like want, and that being that co-collaborating space of you can bounce things off each other and a little a little friend compound i've already got like the the bones of that discord server made i've just like i need to get figure out what the fuck bots do <laughs> and like how, how to properly box, how to box yeah uh but i have i have plenty of people that that we know that are going to help me out with that but yeah in summary as far as like 2024 tabletop goals we're gonna be doing an actual play with fade dark eclipse we're looking to redo our website and start using our official domain so that you can find table talk and also the potential new podcast the first of which is going to be that narrative uh like horror podcast that you can look forward to soon as well as i mean it's always like our our follower count and then you know starting oh, to merch yeah starting to do that. merch uh starting to do patreon and just overall inviting more creators on uh, we have some exciting guests that are going to be coming on in this year and i almost said it in 2024 we are currently we are currently we are currently now in it um we in this hope um <laughs> we're also we're going to gen con and pax this year yes that's the goal so the goal. come find us if you're also going to be there yeah and then additionally um another thing that we are involved in when in partnership with run dmg ryan has started a tiltify charity uh yeah. event i think it's for the month of january yes. where he's gotten a massive group of creators in the TTRPG space where we are currently broken up into two teams team we got a blue team and a red blue team, team, and a red team yeah. of like course ha- our, like hackers yeah <laughs> our ultimate our ultimate rival Johnny's on the other yes, side we must be continuing the blood feud but uh, we are raising money for Doctors Without Borders as like a it, we we wanted originally to do like a a Gaza like fundraising mm-hmm. but obviously it is it is logistically difficult to get that over directly yeah um and finding like organizations that you feel good about supporting is difficult but doctors without borders is one of those ones yeah they've been doing they do great work all over the world and have been doing it and will continue to do so yeah so we're we're raising money for them currently and in that you are able to donate at different levels and you can pick different rewards from different creators. So yeah. there's a bunch of cool stuff that you can redeem that for. You can do some that I believe it's like to get a, a spot on a campaign run by mm-hmm. a very specific DM. There's tons of DMs on there that you would recognize. Like I know Johnny's on there. Um, yep. Like obviously Ryan and a myriad of other people that you can sign up to be a player at their table. Yep. We're personally going to be giving away, I believe we're doing some, some guest spots. Yes. So you can come be a guest on table talk and chat with us about whatever you whatever want. Whatever you might want to do. <laughs> Barring anything like crazy, inappropriate or offensive, but you know. Yeah. Usual rules apply. The, the anything usual rules TTRPG apply. related. Anything TTRPG, you are welcome to come on here and chat with us and you can go check out the donation levels on there. I will also be giving out some character portraits on there as well as we got a really cool batch of minis um, mm-hmm. from PAX from Lethal Shadows uh, Studios. Coolest minis in the West. Coolest minis in the West. So detailed, so beautiful. And I will be giving away a like a big Minotaur mini mm-hmm. that we got in that batch and I will be painting it as well. And I'm going to write a little adventure hook for the boy. Yeah, a little bit. So you can get the Minotaur and he'll have an adventure attached. Um, and you can get that at that donation level. I believe that one's like $100 for donation. I think the port, uh, I think the, actually the, the character commission I'm, I'm giving out is a full body, full render. Nice. So those are normally my like three to $400 babies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing that donation for a hundred as well. Mm-hmm. So you can get a fully rendered character portrait to your liking Uh, and as well as we've got like i think about like three guest spots available for donation so if you want to go there the link is going to be in the bio um and we're going to be running that all month long yeah and Um, we'll have it all over the social medias and all that it's going to be posted all over the place because we are going to kick team reds we must but (laughs) legally required legally required to to be in mortal Kombat. specifically johnny just johnny just johnny it's just my personal feud with johnny (laughs) 
But yeah, definitely go show support. There's a bunch of creators on there that are giving out so many cool like awards for donate different donation levels. Um, so if you've ever wanted to play at their tables or you yeah. want to get all these cool one shots or streams, there's a, there's like it's a, a really really cool. There's a ton drive. of stuff that they're giving out. It's yeah. a really cool drive and help Doctors Without Borders, and we're we're looking to to do as much good work as possible this year. But with that, I think we are at the time for yeah. for our episode. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode and generally just six months we love you all six months of table talk and like here's to a whole other year we're so grateful for literally every single one of you Um, it's it's wild it's so cool to have each and every person that follows us anywhere yeah we're so so grateful and you you guys make this so so much more worth it all on top of all the fun that we already have but it's it's it adds another level of like validation and meaning to it that there are people that genuinely enjoy what we create and are excited to like listen and see our posts 100 so i can't wait to just keep doing what we're doing and interact more with y'all and get more involved especially as like the discord community gets Mm -hmm. put up and the patreon and getting to see what y'all's ideas are for for table talk and how that's gonna grow it's gonna be so exciting but thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time Bye. Table Talk is a podcast brought to you by Mythos Media Productions, bringing you a new episode every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at TabletalkRPG, or check us out at our website, mythosmediaproductions.godaddysites.com. All business inquiries can reach out to us via email at info at mythosmediaproductions.com.